0: I've just got a real sense to pray this that you will be glorified, Lord. None of us. Father, I want to come and pray against good works, Father. Against works that we think that we need to work to please you, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you will give us the revelation of, yes, Lord, just the grace in our lives and the fact that everything we have and everything that we walk in is the promises that you gave us, Father, as a free gift, Lord, because of Jesus. And I want to thank you now, Father, for giving Jesus to us. So that we can walk in what we are walking in now. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, let your name be glorified in this place tonight. Nothing else, Lord. Not Josh Jean, not Charles, none of us, Lord. But your name be glorified. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So... Yeah, quite a quite a journey to get to this place in this bridge, and um, that I've got for you tonight. Um, it's been a journey of months that I've been preparing this and pondering about it and meditating about it. I don't know what's the pondering is probably better than well meditating as well and praying about it um, and felt a release this morning. Um, but I want to share just a small testimony of. A small thing that happened this morning that I don't know, it is probably happens every Sunday, but <laughs> this morning was so special for me. Um, just it stirred my heart so much. Uh, I got actually just joined the worship team as they were praying, and um, after we prayed, I really needed a confirmation from the Lord to pray or to preach this, and um, this morning. You know, we were, I, I know, okay, I was going to preach it, but I, I felt like I needed confirmation. It's just something just for myself. Actually, a little thing for myself. I think it was for the church, but it was for myself. And as I was, um, I, yeah, as we were finishing up praying, I asked, hey, is there anybody with a word? You know, sort of just going out oh, there, Lord, please help me. Is there anybody? Because <laughs> nobody said, I know Tom said, shared a word and some of the prayers, but everything I can try and filter trying hear, okay, is God confirming now or is he not confirming? And then um, Esther, Dirk's wife, actually, she said, oh, I've got something. And she shared that she read the scripture in Colossians, I think, where um, that we need to be watchful um, for the devil's work. And as she said that, I'm like, everything inside of me just melted. I'm like, thank you, Lord something so small. And the fact that she said that stirred my faith so much because it's quite a random topic because we don't normally preach about the devil. (laughs) But the fact that she read that scripture was like such a massive confirmation for me and stirred my faith. Okay, Lord, I heard you. I'll do it today. So um, in prepping this for months, obviously, I can preach for <laughs> the next 14 weeks on this. Um, so this morning I started and, yeah, try and keep awake. But we're not going for 12 hours. Luckily there's no windows to fall out of. Um, yeah, those of you know the word. Um, but, I, yeah, this morning I got to point one. Okay, and I finished point one and there's quite a few. So I think i'm gonna I'll stop there as well and see where we end up um so this is not gonna be a it is a series, but we'll we'll probably do it over the next couple of months, however the lord leads us um, but it's a series on on the devil okay and normally we we're all about jesus <laughs> um <laughs> but this is about the devil okay um so I think it's It's good for us, I really feel the release to do this and start with this and we'll see where it ends up. Maybe I never, maybe I don't carry on. Um, Maybe the Lord's like, no, stop it. (laughs) Um, But maybe we'll get through everything, I don't know. Okay. So if you want to put a topic on the first preach, I don't know how many there are going to be, but the first topic is a supernatural enemy, a supernatural enemy. Just a disclaimer before we start, and we talk about the devil, is I think he works in two ways. The one way is he likes he likes it that you put too much attention on him. Okay, uh, and that we do see quite a lot, actually, in these days, you, especially with the conspiracy theories and. Um, Antichrist and looking for the Antichrist, and you get a whole movement that's focused on that, um, and a lot of people focusing on that, um, which I don't think is very healthy. Um, I don't think it's healthy to focus just on the devil. He likes it. Um, yeah, I don't want to go down that route. But then there's the, the other way that he also works and he likes is that you are ignorant of him. And you don't know a lot about Him. Okay. So either too much or nothing. So He tries to lead you either that way or that way. And I think there's a healthy balance in between. Um, where we see in the Word, where the Word actually balances. Even the Lord's prayer ends up, deliver us from the evil one. So the Lord says every day you should actually pray against Him. Okay. But... I don't want us, and this this is a disclaimer, the reason why we're talking about Him, I don't want us to put all our attention on Him and forget about the Lord. Okay, But we do feel the Lord leading us to put a little bit more attention on Him and be watchful and be sober-minded. Okay. I do believe that we're moving into a season, and it's the reason why God... Yeah, why I felt the Lord leading us to lead the congregation in this, um, just to, I don't think it's equipping, but just to enlighten us, is that the right word? You see, that's not bad for a (laughs) burki. To enlighten us a bit more in this topic and and just to make sure that we're not ignorant of it. Um, But I think in a season that we're moving into is a season where it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. I know he shared something on the elders group of, um, I'm not gonna have you share it now, but um, just like where we're going into a massive dark season, but we do have torches, and as we're getting together, we'll be the light um, that draws people in. Um, But we need to know that we're going into a dark season. Um, The world is gonna get darker, it is gonna get worse, Uh, We need to know that. And I think that's why the Lord leads us, hey, don't be ignorant of this side, okay? Um, The devil, yeah, Jesus actually spoke a lot about him. And still you get actually people that don't believe in hell. It's crazy. If you go and read the Bible, Jesus actually spoke about it a lot, okay? You have to be really ignorant about it, not knowing it. Okay, I'm not going to keep on bubbling on about it. Um So you get the two sides, the conspiracy side and the religion side, I think. I think it leads to the religious side as well. And it's one thing I might touch on tonight that I feel touching on tonight that I didn't touch on this morning. uh, is the religious side, the apathy side, I think. Um, But we'll get there. Okay, 1 Peter 5 in the ESV um, from verse 8 to 9. Um, Do a little bit of an exhortation on this. It's just looking at the scripture and pulling it out, and um, so we're starting. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brother throughout the world. So I want to start with the first two: be sober-minded and be watchful. Sober-minded and watchful the reason why i said at the beginning it's a supernatural enemy is actually to yeah to give you a bit of a shock because <laughs> i think we are we are so natural that we forget about the supernatural and knowing that we've actually got to do with a supernatural enemy We so walk by sight and not by faith. We so walk by the natural and not the supernatural. And we are so led by our natural, not the supernatural. Okay? And here's the thing that I think is the reason why. Because the world at this moment is so focused on being self-led. Okay? If you go and look around the world at the moment, the main thing is the American dream, which is probably the South African dream, I don't know what that is, I don't know what it looks like, (laughs) but whatever dream for you, follow your dreams, love yourself, as long as you just love what you do, and I think the world thinks they are following themselves, which doesn't sound too bad, doesn't it? Following yourself doesn't, as long as you're happy. I spent time with a young kid, um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and he's 16 years old, spends a lot of time on the internet, just reading stuff, and he actually, he's agnostic, agnostic, doesn't believe in God, but he's sort of, he knows there's something, but he doesn't believe in an afterlife. So... The one thing that he said to me, and he he looks so happy, he's actually got hope for that. In a sense, I've always thought people don't have, you know, if you don't believe in God, you don't have hope. Because you don't. But according to him, he's got hope. His hope is to enjoy life to the fullest. For now. And that's what every, every one of us, actually, through media, through whatever is being sold to. They're selling it to us. Hey, enjoy life. Now let's read Ephesians 2. The world is ignorant. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in a sense of disobedience. Okay. Now I want to highlight for us the one thing or the one word there is following the course of this world. So, the following means that you think that you are following your dreams. You think that you are following a happy life. You think that you are, and that's what's been sold to the world. I enjoy life now to the fullest. And what they actually don't realize, they are following something. You're not following yourself. You're following someone. You're following the devil to destruction. So you are being led. Now the reason why I say that you're either being led by God or being led by the devil. So a decision that you have to make, you're either being led by God or you're being led by the devil, not yourself. You need to know that. You think that you if you're making a wrong decision, that you're actually just following your instinct, your instinct is actually following the devil. Does that make sense now? So you can't follow yourself. You're either following God or you're following the devil. Okay. Am I talking nonsense? Not yet. Getting there. So, they all things they're following themselves, but they're actually following the devil. And we need to realize that. And we need to realize what the devil is capable of doing. And that's why I call it a supernatural enemy. And that's why I think we need to be sober minded and that we need to be watchful. And that's why Peter tells us that be sober minded and be watchful. Okay. So, one of the things that sobers up my mind, okay, is the fact that knowing what the devil is capable of, okay, and knowing the supernatural. So, one of the great stories to know that and see that in the Bible is Daniel 10, where Daniel sees a vision of the Lord, and he wants interpretation, he wants the truth of this. So, there's a battle for the truth in this, Okay. I see this vision. Lord, what is it? So he starts praying. He starts fasting. He starts really pouring his life out to the Lord. And it actually says he's grumbling. And he's, he's, you know, I don't know how to more explain it. It's not just a fast and waiting. It's really pouring himself out to the Lord. Okay. And there's the reason why I say this. Because he did this for three weeks. Okay. Now, after three weeks... He walks next to the next to the river, I think it's a Tigris or Tigris, what do you call it? Tigris. okay, not tigris, tigress, but anyway, next to the river and he walks and a, he sees another vision, okay, but it's a vision that's sort of something that really happens, okay, I'll explain to you why now, so an uh, angel appears to him and he says to him, and this is m- me paraphrasing now, he says to him, "Hey." The Lord heard you on the first day. The Lord heard you on the first day. And I came to you. But the prince of Persia was fighting against me. So it's it says, Demaragrel, a demon, fought against him. Okay? For three weeks, he did that. For three weeks, he couldn't get to Daniel. Up until no, let me just. It's easy to think, okay, it's an angel that came, and this angel's like a mini, mini me. He struggled to really get through to him. This angel, if you go and read in Daniel 10, was very, very mighty, himself. He's, I don't want to go into details of how he actually explains how this angel looked, but one of the things he says, his face was like lightning. And his voice, when he spoke, was like the sound of the multitude. Meaning it sounded like Loftus' Ust Pavilion. (laughs) Some of the people that know Loftus knows what what that is. And the people around him actually ran away and hit themselves. Okay, because they were scared. He fell on his face for this angel that took three weeks to battle this demon to get to him three weeks picture that in your mind just quickly the supernatural that we and you think jeez lord i've been praying three weeks (laughs) or we think lord i've asked you and i'm not hearing anything or we only pray once or we only pray twice and we get over it we don't know what's going on in the supernatural We need to realize what's going on in the supernatural. We need to be sober-minded and watchful for that. And he said, only when the archangel Michael came, he helped me, I was able to get to you. Crazy. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Okay. So now, normally we stop there. I, I need to put on the whole armor, armor of God for this week. Because this week is going to be tough at work. <laughs> I need to face my boss. I need to put on the armor of God. Normally when we think of armor of God, we try and, we, we so make it, we so, we make it about ourselves and our lives. And how to get through life. Okay. It's so much more than just your life. So much more than just surviving at work. So much more than facing your mother-in-law. Okay. So much more. I, I've got a great mother-in-law. I just want to... I really do. You may... Here's the thing. Put on the armor of God. You may be able... So that you may be able to stand against that schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood okay so here's the next thing I, I know so many times in, when somebody uh, Morris is here again so I'm going to pick on him the, <laughs> the <service. laughs> I did it this morning as well Shane. when Morris says something to me and he really yeah annoys me that's one scripture we always quote isn't it? My battle is not against flesh and blood. So we so think of the fleshly, we actually don't realize what we're saying. All that we're trying to say is that I don't, it's not him. And then we carry on. But we're not actually realizing what that scripture, if you go into the depth of what it says, is we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But, and here it starts, the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we so easily say, "Uh, my battle is not against flesh and blood. We actually don't realize what our battle is against, because we don't quote the rest of the scripture. Your battle is against so much more than just Mario's. (laughs) <laughs> and his opinion. It's so much more. So over Svalendam, if we take Daniel 10, and there's a prince of Persia, meaning there's a territorial prince that covered or fired against um, Daniel getting through or the angel getting through to Daniel. Just like in Svalendam, I believe there is rulers against authorities against cosmic powers over this present darkness and the spiritual forces of evil in these heavenly places. In Swell and Dumb we've got it as well. And we need to realize that. And that needs to sober up your mind. You need to know that. Okay, I'm not going to go into detail what it might be, but just know that it is there. Okay, making a massive study of going into what demons and what, 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 I don't think we just need to know that we've got to do with a supernatural enemy. Okay. That's why we need to put on the armor of God, and that's why we need to okay, see that we, our battle is not against flesh and blood. So be sober-minded and watch what we cause. He is a powerful enemy. He is a powerful enemy, and he has a plan. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. 2 Corinthians uh, 2, verse 11, 2 Corinthians. That we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. We shouldn't be ignorant of his designs. I think sometimes we really are ignorant of his designs. Okay, so one of his ways and plans to attack, we carry on with that scripture in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Um, it says, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So, the word I want to take out for us there is prowls around. Prowls around. Okay. A This is a but you need they do Okay. So, MC, Andrew's wife, MC, and a couple of guys went. Out. Some of you guys might have heard the story. Um, just. For those of you who haven't, um, it was actually amazing for me to hear that. Um, But MC and Andrew went to a lion park in the Western Cape somewhere. And they walked next to the, obviously next to the, um, in the park next to the lions. And the lions actually kept their eyes on MC. And Andrew saw that. And as they were walking around, there were kids as well. Um, MC is is a bit shorter, but she's not. There were kids that's shorter than her, but they kept their eyes on on MC. And after a while, Andrew's like, I said this morning. I think he obviously took some offence of, to the lions. He's like, Hey, leave my wife alone, you know. And um, he asked the asked the guy, Hey, what's up with the lions and my wife? And and the ranger, what do you call him? The guy, that's better. That's more Afrikaans. Yeah, you know, the guy, more South African, Um the guy actually said, she's sick, is, does she have an illness? And he said, yeah, she actually got chronic um, kidney failure. And he's like, yeah, they can sense that. And it's crazy. And the first time I thought I heard it, I'm like, oh, man, it can't be. So I went and read about it a little bit. So it is a theory, okay, but... The guys in these ranges actually in the states in I think in Colorado I read up about it they did a survey with uh, mountain lions that killed deer and they knew that there were a chronic disease in between the deers in that area and they tested the deers and all the the ones they killed had the chronic the disease they can pick it up now I think there's a reason why the bible refers to him like a roaring lion he prowls around he prowls around and he's looking for weak for weak ones okay but now here's the thing he's not just looking for weak ones and i think he does in a family but he's looking for your weak spot as well he's looking for your blind spot okay and that's one of his plans is to look for your bad, your bad spots. your chronic, what is your spiritual chronic illness? Your chronic illness, what is your spiritual chronic illness? something that keeps on coming back and you're battling with. See, the problem is we don't always know what it is, because we think we're okay. And one guy that thought he was okay is Peter crazy, crazy statement that Jesus makes in Luke 22, 31 and 32. He says, Satan has asked to have you. I'm like, what? Jesus? (laughs) Just that few words. Satan has asked to have you. So there is a conversation between or a realization from Jesus that Satan has asked for Peter. Peter. To have him. Think about that. Don't think just because it is Peter. I think it's everybody, because the Greek letter says, or well, Satan has asked to have you that he might sift you." That you, in a Greek, is plural. In Afrikaans direct translation, it says "yella." Okay, so it's not just Peter. He's talking to the disciples, he's talking to everybody, but he has us to have you. And yes, crazy if you carry on with that scripture. That he might sift you, plural, like wheat, but I have prayed for you, and that single, that's Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. So he's not saying to Peter, listen, he's, he's not going to have you. He's praying that his faith will not fail. Okay. And that's obviously, that will keep him from having him, is that his faith will not fail. Okay. And most of us now will probably think, okay, he's he's the accuser, he's walking around and trying to have us, but I'm fine. I'm okay, I don't know, I don't, have a chronic, spiritual chronic disease. <laughs> what was Peter's reaction when Jesus said that? Me? Nah. I'm fine. I know that'll never happen. What happened? He betrayed Jesus. Didn't he? Don't think you're standing strong. Don't think he's not prowling around like a roaring lion for your weakness. And that needs to be a sobering thought. And you need to be watchful in your life. told you it's going to be a nice preach. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Okay, so let's look a little bit at that word devour. I think there's a few ways that I think Jesus, oh, the devil devours you. Obviously not Jesus. Hopefully it devours your flesh. <laughs> but the way, there's a few ways that the devil can devour you. Okay. And I've got plenty of that. We're only going to do one. First thing that you really need to know about the devil, and the one way that he devours us, is know that he's the father of lies. Satan lies. Okay. John 8, verse 44, When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. For he is a liar and a father of lies. We are dealing with the essence. Listen carefully. We are dealing with the essence of lies. The essence of untruth. It's in his nature. One scripture says, He has nothing, has nothing to do with truth, because there is no truth in him. That's amazing to think of it. There's no truth in a devil. Think of what I said at the beginning. You're either following God or you're following the devil. There's no truth in him. And he's not soft about it. (laughs) He's not subtle about it, although he's very subtle. So that he can deceive you, but nothing about him is subtle. Only to deceive you. We won't know if he's lying to us most of the time. That's why we need the Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. He's very subtle and he's very good at it. Satan first his first words in Genesis three was very suspicious. (laughs) <laughs> and i and i hope there's sort of i'm just going to read it first and i'll talk in genesis three his first words is did god say okay so he's giving you just a little question mark behind what you're believing now did god say you shall not eat of that tree in a garden it's a very subtle way of did he say that Now you're trying to remember. Did he really say that? He sows doubt. That's what he does. It's very subtle. And then he says, you will not die. Then he brings truth. Okay. So he bends what you believe, and then he brings the lie. You will not die. So think about it quickly, just just that thought. Just, I hope you realize how many times the devil has misled you. All of us, me included. One reason why I can say that. How many times in your life have you worried about something, then the event happened, and afterwards you realize, yes... I don't have to worry about it. Why did I so worry about it? Why did I worry? <laughs> how many times? This is how detailed the Satan can get into your life. That even small things that we worry about, he's, he's devouring your faith. And He's leading you towards fear, anxiety. That's why the Lord says, don't worry about the day of tomorrow. What does He do? He gives you worries for tomorrow. I want to be in control of my life. COVID comes and we all get worried. What does He do? He sows doubt. Does the Lord really say that He's sovereign and He'll look over you? Look at what's happening. just like that so what he's trying to do is mislead you devour your faith into a place of and he's having a field day in COVID where actually us as Christians should have a field day in the world as the light shining and I think we are but we need to be watchful with our minds and now he's looking to mislead us okay Does it make sense? You guys, okay. You awake? Okay. So just look at today, and I think it's something that should stir your faith. Look at the world today. Andrew says we're in a post-truth era. So the father of lies is what? I don't think I've mentioned it, but Jesus says... And it's the only other word he uses, or once he uses the word for someone, is the word God. He says he's the God of this world, the devil. He's the prince of this world. Okay. So now, when we look at the world now, we can see that. Because, man, we don't know what's truth. It's so difficult to find truth. Even with facts. Because you get scientists saying, wear a mask. You get scientists that say, don't wear a mask. (laughs) Who do I believe now? Where do we find truth? It's so difficult. And it should stir your faith, seeing that actually. Seeing how dear the world's getting. Because nobody knows what's truth anymore. And it actually should stir our faith, knowing, ah, he's the prince of this world. That's why it's like that. Okay. But a little bit more close to home for us as a congregation, that we need to realize. I think the main purpose of, and we're still at, we're still at. Are you following me? We're still at a place where how does he devour us? How does he, Afrikaans is 'n mooi, verslind ons. How does he do that? Okay, we're still at that place. The reason, the main reason, I think. One of one of them is obviously what we're busy with now is a liar. One of the main reasons why I think he is a he lies is to devour the unity of Koinonia. Okay, now what is koinonia? It's not the coffee shop. Okay, it is, but it's not. (laughs) The coffee shop koinonia is. My relationship vertically with you is directly linked with my relationship. Or horizontally with my relationship, vertically with the Father. Okay. You cannot have this and not this. And you cannot have this and not this. And His main purpose of being a liar is to devour unity of this and this. Why did Jesus pray in John 17, Father, make them one as we are one. That is a radical prayer. We know that. And the devil's main focus focus for being a liar is to devour and fight against that prayer of Jesus. He's fighting, fighting, fighting against that prayer of Jesus. To devour Koinonia, my relationship with him and with my brothers. Okay. So the first thing I think of that we need to realize is when let me pick on somebody else. Actually, I actually need to pick on you so that I can keep you awake. You're fine. When he... Sorry, Tion. When... And here's the thing. Okay. If the devil gets between me and him, okay, and he breaks this, what is he indirectly doing? Breaking this. Because the Word says, okay, You cannot love me and hate your brother. So we think, my battle's not against flesh and blood. It's okay. I don't need, I just need to love him, I don't need to like him. How many times have you said that? I promise you, in the Trinity, Jesus loves and likes God okay so Jesus' prayer is for me to love and like <laughs> yeah doesn't matter what he does okay that's what I'm called to do so what he does is just bring a little line between us so we think as long as as long as I just love him I'm fine with God so I take offense of what he's maybe of whatever he's done. I take offense, and that's one thing I want to highlight now for us as a congregation. What he's indirectly doing, you think you're fine with God then, but you're not. And you need to know that. Because the devil will try everything in his power, and we know there's a lot of it. Okay? To break unity horizontally between us. Because you know if he gets that right, we lose connection with the head. And once we lose connection with the head, we lose kingdom ground. And we're not gaining ground anymore. So your little offense that you take is not so little, it's so much more. You're losing ground for the kingdom once you take offense. And Swallandam, we've had. Quite a few people coming in, saying that there's a spirit of offense in Svalandau. And we need to know that. And if you know that you're quick on offense, which you probably don't know, (laughs) make sure that you're in accountability, and you're close to somebody, and you can ask somebody like we do, hey, do you think I take offense easily? I need to be watchful of it, and I need to be sober-minded, because once I do that, not only do we break koinonia for the congregation, I'm going to lose my relationship with the Lord because of that, because you think you're fine, but you're not, okay, you're opening a door for the devil to come in, okay, and yet again, my fight is not against flesh and blood. We need to know what we're fighting against. Does it make sense? Why why does God hate offense so much? Not just because I think it breaks the unity. At the root of offense is pride. At the root of offense is pride. You can try and... Cover it up as much as you like and try and justify whatever that person said as much as you like. To break a fence, at the root of it, to do that is forgiveness and humbleness. The opposite of pride is humbleness. God opposes the pride but gives grace to the humble. Why? A humble heart is open to receive Him. A humble heart is what God wants. So, for us, I've heard too many stories going around. Okay, so I'm going to talk straight to earth now. Is it fine? I did it this morning, but I feel I want to do it again this afternoon. Let me start with even secondary offence and what a big thing it can be. And we try trying to see it as a small thing. We think it's a small thing, but it's a massive thing. Is when we disciplined Francois. Where's Francois now? He's here this afternoon. We had a few people that we heard via, via, via that took offense because we showed a video of him repenting. Why did we have to do that in front of everybody? And I said last week the reason why we did that is because it's biblical. And the Lord's biblical opinion weighs way more than your opinion. And I fear the Lord way more than I do you. And I fear the Lord way more than I do my own opinion. That's why we've got the Bible. And that's why we follow the Bible. So now what happens is you feel you take offense, because we we did that as leadership, which I think might be a, a root of something else in your heart against leadership. But now you... You take offence on that, and what do you do? You go talk to someone else, and you go talk to someone else. Eventually, somebody gets, "Hey, we need to speak to the leaders about this." So what you do is listen carefully. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against all of that that we read. So once I do that, I open the door. Say, "Boom!" And the devil is having a field day. What is he doing he's breaking koinonia breaking unity sowing doubt just like he did with adam and eve he sows doubt does the bible really say that did they really have to do that okay that's secondary offense that's not even just first i I take offense because tion said something about me we need to humble our hearts in forgiveness and follow matthew 18 Matthew 18 says, if a brother has sinned against you, go, and here's the thing, don't walk up to him and say, hey, you sinned against me. Sort it out, but it's not how we do it. One thing I've, in my walk in the last couple of years, being an elder, leading, I've had the privilege of offending a lot of people. Jesus is the rock of offense. (laughs) Okay. It's the offense of gospel. Know that. Okay. But anyways, that's how we grow. That's how we skier. Okay. But I've had the privilege of (laughs) being part of it and hearing a lot of things said about us, even in town. But one thing I've learned through the grace of the Lord to deal with this stuff is, I said, Lord, because it happens a lot, okay. and I, I hope you can pick up something about this. As I try, and just, to the best of my ability, put myself in his shoes before I tighten my shoes for a fight. Just, why did he think that way? Because I know, I know, before the Lord, that I didn't do anything out of maliciousness. What's he means? Maliciousness. That's a Maliciousness. Okay. That's tough for a pre-state boy. I know my heart is for him. Because every time I say to my wife, every time we hear something, this guy said this about us. Every time, oh, this people want to phone us, they want to see us. And then I'm like, "Pokie, I know, and she's like, what is it now? <laughs> I said, "Pokie, I know we didn't do anything with a malicious art. We love the people. So if we're wrong, we're wrong. Okay? If we're wrong, we're wrong. Same with when I look at him. I pr- try and put my shoes myself in his shoes and just try and think why did he think that way it's a humble way of just trying to think why did he do that why did he say that and when I do go to him I ask him that I don't give my opinion I ask why I want to understand so give me the reason why maybe I offended you so that I can be better okay so if we want to follow Matthew 18, Matthew 18 says, do that. Do that first. If we can't resolve the problem, we get somebody else in. Okay. And then we find out, okay, listen, Tian was wrong. Or let me, let me, I was wrong. Charles <laughs> was wrong. But if I don't want to see that I'm wrong, we get, okay, what does Matthew 18 say? First we pull in somebody else, and then we get elders in, and then we get, I don't think we get the elders. We bring it in front of the church, and if he doesn't, then we expel him, discipline him out of the church. Okay? So Matthew 18, first he sort us out. But if I go and do this, 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 and that's what happens a lot. Because we think it's not big. We don't think this is this is a small issue. We can just talk about it. We're just talking about, I just, I just want to find out, listen carefully, I just want to find out if I'm correct. So I go and, about Tian. Am I, am I, am I, no, that you should have find out with him. Go to him and find out if you're correct or he's correct. Don't do it to somebody else, because now you're opening a door for him. And the Principality of Swellendam is having a field day. Okay. And it goes with forgiveness. Forgiveness. Make sure that we forgive. I know a lot of us has been hurt by the church. Okay. All of us, probably. I've heard a lot. Know that know that the devil knows that. Okay. He knows what's the disease of church hurt <laughs> in you. So you're gonna be tested on that. Know that. You're gonna be tested on that. And you're gonna be until you get victory, you're gonna keep on he's gonna keep on tempting and testing you on that. Okay. So make sure you're sober and watchful for that. And one last thing that I, I want to land on before we before we pray. Um, I also felt that when I spoke to Maurice in worship, I didn't share it this morning but I felt to speak about it this afternoon. I don't know why. Um, it's the thing of apathy. I think it goes goes with the religious, the conspiracy side, the too much focus on the devil to not enough focus on the devil. On this side, I think there's a spirit of apathy that we need to be sober-minded about and be watchful about, that he wants to devour us through that, okay? Now, apathy is just sitting and just being yourself. Okay. I think the spirit of religion coincides with that. It. it goes with it. Make sure that we don't give. So a small, small yet again, I want to make it as practical as we go through this. I want to make it as practical as we can. Now apathy. A small thing of apathy is Esther this morning was there was a fight against apathy inside of her just like there's a fight in all of us against apathy when we hear the lord so you need to what i mean by that is the lord says to her i give you the scripture okay if she didn't read that scripture i wouldn't have had the faith to do what i'm doing now so she had two ways to go the lord or the devil That's a decision she had to make this morning. Am I going to share this? Am I not going to share this? Because the Lord spoke. So if the Lord spoke to you, you need to be obedient and share that. If you're not doing it, who are you following? And how many of the church today, where the Bible says we're supposed to be, listen carefully, we're supposed to be a priesthood of all believers, living stones, Sharing our faith. Sharing what Jesus has got on our hearts. And when we get together as a congregation, one has a word, one as a song, one as a hymn. Prophetic words need to flow. Okay, how many of the church today that we grew, grew up in has got the spirit of apathy in it? Where people just walk into the church and they sit. And they go home. And there's not a spirit or a priesthood of all believers. Okay so be listen carefully now, be watchful that we don't fall into that because we came out of it, most of us. Okay we came out of it, which means that it's easy for us to fall back into. Okay It's easy for you to fall back into a place of apathy or a place of religion, think you're fine, but you're not. You think you're in intima- intimacy with the Lord, but you're not. Make sure make sure that you're with the Lord, and you're following Him, you're hearing His voice, and you're reacting on it in obedience. Okay. It's a small thing, but it's massive in a spiritual realm. Okay. So every time, uh, yet again, a small thing, like just Just saying one scripture. Just saying one scripture that Esther said this morning. What it broke open in spirit for me and directly for you. Doing this in faith today and preaching this in faith and what effect this will have. Preaching about the spirit of offense. Preaching about the spirit of apathy. And what the devil and revealing his plans towards us. Out of one scripture confirmation. So it's not a, it's, it's small, but it's massive. Okay. Don't near I don't know, whatever that is in English, what God is saying to you. Okay. Yes, yeh, kanma.
1: Okay, so it's very interesting to be talking about this now because um, I was at Ruth. Um, I was at the community on the Wednesday. We spoke exactly about the same thing because we've been f- we have been we come to church because we think we're going to get something there. And it's a thing that's been happening around us as people. We, and we forget actually to start trusting the Lord for Sunday, for a word for someone or a, a prayer for someone. So we, we come here, we come and sit down I'm not saying us. I mean, uh, a lot of churches. We uh, people, as people, we come into the church, we sit, and we wait for what's going to happen. But we, we not, uh, we, we we need to become a people that pulls into the Lord and trusts Him for a word for Sunday, or even in a week, or a prayer, or some, or just. There might be someone sitting here that needs a confirmation just from someone. That they can make a decision, and I think that is what Charles. I think the two things that he's been spoken or speaking about was the two things because we're not perfect as a church, yeah, we're not perfect, we will probably never be, but we will try our best. But I think these are the two things that lacks a bit in the with us as a congregation, as well. And we need to understand that so that the first thing that we make will make right with the person that that you, you made offence with. And, and I think we need to listen to this. And the second thing is, is what he's trying to say is that we would become God's people and speak what God is putting on our hearts but trusting Him for what He wants to do. you not coming here every Sunday and sit down. I just, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's great. And know that the devil and I'm learning with this, know that through
0: offence or through apathy, there's a calling on your life that God wants you to walk in and He's going to do everything in His power to stop that. Everything in His power to stop that. Okay. Yeah. I've still got... That was point one. There's, there's plenty. Plenty to come. and Maybe we'll do that in the next... Well, it won't be next week. It won't be the week because I'm in... Next week, Will is here. Um, I'm not going to say to Will, no, no I'm going to preach. Um, <laughs> and the week after that, I'm in Booster. But maybe the week after that, we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. And we'll carry on. Because I know eventually we'll get to how do we resist the devil. We're still going to talk a bit about how does he devour us, what is his plans, um, Some what's his essence of who he is. And then we'll get to how to resist him. But I, I want us to respond to... To it now. A thing of offense and apathy. Um, so, with our eyes closed. And I want you to realize and think of, as you've with your eyes closed, know that this is so much more, so much more than just a small decision that you have to make now. It's so much more than just. Know that your decision is being led either by God or by the devil. Repentance, or the lack thereof, is uh, is not led by yourself. Your decisions are being misled. He wants to mislead you either into not repenting or to repent. With whatever, if I ask you to stand, what does he say? Oh, I don't want to do it in front of the people. <laughs> it's between you and God. But know that you need to respond in obedience to the Lord. So if you know you need to repent before God for offence of apathy, please stand with us. Please stand. I want to pray for us. Also want to pray for protection over us. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can come tonight as your sons and daughters, Lord. Thank you for Jesus Christ that died on the cross for us, Lord. Most of all, Lord, thank you for Jesus that rose from the dead, so that we can have victory over Satan, Lord. So that we can have victory over the lies with the truth, Father. Father, you are full of grace and full of truth. And I pray, Father, with those two things in us, Father, the grace and the truth, that we will be victorious over offense and apathy and the lies of the devil, Father. Father, I pray that you will Lead us to overcome the lies in our lives with truth, Father. Father, I pray that you will, through the Spirit, give us truth. Father, I pray for, uh, feel something now, I pray, Father, for discipline to get into your Word, to get into the truth, Father, for discipline, Lord, that we will get into your Word so that we can fight the lies with truth father but i want to come now father and i want to pray against the spirit of offense in this town father as a congregation we want to stand together lord but we're standing behind the name of jesus Lord, not in our own strength but behind the name of jesus and the risen power of jesus father we pray go away in jesus name you will not Have a stronghold in this congregation in Jesus' name. I break the power of offense, Father. I break the lies of offense in this congregation, Father. I pray, Father, that you will, through the Spirit, come and fill that place, Father, with truth, with compassion, with mercy, with love towards each other, Father, so that we will respond in the Spirit. We won't react in our own self, but that we will respond in the Spirit. And through the Spirit, we will respond towards each other, Father. I pray that in Jesus now, I want to pray, Father, against the spirit of apathy, Father. Yet again, behind the name of Jesus, Father, we stand. And we pray, Father, that apathy will not have a place in this house, Father. That we will be a priesthood of all believers. That we, Father, we won't be able to sit still as you talk to us that we won't be able father not to be obedient but that we will be obedient and that we will do the good work that you've called us to and i pray father that each one sitting and standing father will walk in the calling that you've got for them father i pray that in jesus name father i pray for protection over us father I pray for deliverance from the evil one, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray that. And Father, I pray that we will keep, like we said at the beginning, that we will keep our focus on You, but that we will know that what we're up against. But we will keep our focus on You, Lord, and not lose sight of You, Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good. Thank you, guys. See you next week.